Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Well, welcome everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to talk about quality. For decades, component manufacturers have measured and assessed their product quality through time-consuming manual inspections using pencils, vellum paper, and printed design drawings. Today, we're joined by Jess Lowes, SBCA's Executive Director, to talk about a better way to do inspections and harness their power to improve your operations. Jess, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Sean. Appreciate the, uh, the warm intro there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so before we get into what's changed about quality control inspections, because I want to spend most of our time talking about that, can you start by talking about why QC is so important? I mean, you're a former trust designer and component manufacturer yourself. What do you see as the greatest return on investment in having a robust in-plant QC program? Well, the first thing I'll remind everybody about is that it's required. Uh, TPI-1, the design standard for trusses, what decides a, a truss is a truss, you know, whenever you're going to take two by fours, two by sixes lumber and press them together with metal plates and call it a truss, it uh, is part of that requirement that you need to have a in-plant QC program. And while most everybody does it naturally, I don't know if everybody totally realizes that it's necessary. And I know people, when they first get into the component industry, they might not realize that. Um, you know, I've heard kind of some horror stories of people getting caught you know, without a QC program. So I know there are a lot of people coming into the industry nowadays. Hopefully they hear this and they realize, oh gosh, I got to have a QC program. Uh, TPI1 is a great place to look for, for that. Beyond that, you know, I've never heard of anybody saying we build bad trusses. You know, everybody thinks their trusses are the best and they got their processes and, you know, whatever it is that they do to, to build trusses. And a lot of people do it differently. They all think that they're one of the best. And with that, you know, QC is a way to prove that to where it can give you confidence that when you say that, uh, you really mean it and you, you've got data to show it. And it's another one of those things that like everything in life, once you start to measure it, that's when you will know if you're going to improve it. So QC is another way to do that, to look at it, you know, week over week, month after month, year over year to make sure that QC is important and, you know, that you, you're building the trusses you think you're building. And, you know, that's probably the biggest part of it. It can save you a lot of problems downstream too. It's better to catch a, a truss like that one in a bazillion, the, you know, component manufacturers might not accurately build the truss. It's better to catch it at the plant before it goes out and is put in the field or in place. And then you got to do a repair or something there. So it, there's a lot of different ways that QC improves an operation. One of the biggest things is just trying to catch it as quickly as you can and to correct it and to take corrective action. You know, educate your employees as how they better build the trusses and, you know, make sure that they're building the trusses you think you're building. I like what you're saying there, Jess. I mean, the point is you're looking at what's going out the door before it goes out the door. And that feedback helps you identify maybe problematic areas, right? Potentially areas where uh, you're under training or, you know, there just isn't uh, enough attention to detail, right? Well, there's that. And then you think about the turnover and labor. 
labor is tough to come by. We all know that. Everybody's experiencing it in all corners of the country. There might not be as much experience on the table as there was a few years ago or even a few months ago. So using it as a tool to correct the action that, you know, they may not have had, you know, several months or years under their belt of building trusses. And you can catch that early and you can say, hey, you know, we've noticed that this particular line, this particular shift, we've got a couple of issues going on that we don't see otherwise. Let's let's figure it out, get to the root of it. And like I said before, build better trusses. That's the best part about QC. And that's what the entire industry wants. Uh, your competitors, if they build better trusses, that's going to show well for you the next time trusses are spec'd. And people want to see trusses be the best they can. And that's that's an important part of it. Yeah. Okay. So you've lived through many years of sort of the pencil and paper approach to QC inspections, right? And you know, there's been some early efforts to transition to a digital QC inspection process, but there's been some bumps in the road to getting that done. But we're sitting here today having this conversation. It's finally a reality, right? The SPCA's digital QC program is available and being used by CMs across the country. Can you talk a little bit about what we've done over the past year to get across the finish line? Well, first, I feel old with that paper and pencil. I, you know, I guess I'm from the paper and pencil era. And thinking about that, it's kind of cool to think, you know, maybe in another 10 years, we look at it that, oh gosh, you came from the the vellum paper era when we think about QC. And that's the goal is to try to get as many of our members using digital QC as possible. And you look at the history of digital QC as SBCA has been involved with it. The first step was kind of an MVP zero or a minimal viable product. And, you know, the association did a really good job of establishing that. And there was a lot of different ways it could have gone. So that initial software development was very good at developing a MVP that was, okay, we can do this. We can do it with tablets. We can do it somewhat effectively, you know, from a cost benefit standpoint. Really what we've done in the last year is kind of take that MVP zero that was really well done. The logic was thought out and we reprogrammed that to where it's a lot more efficient, meaning the tablet, the hardware that is required is much more efficient. It doesn't take a really high-end tablet to use. We're able to use it on multiple platforms, meaning uh, Windows, the Google Android, and you know we're almost there with the Apple uh, iOS version. That should be here in a matter of weeks, if not sooner. But cross-platform also make it efficient to where you can not you can't take just any old tablet and use it, but you a lot more palatable when it comes time to invest the dollars for a digital QC tablet. It's it's going to make it a lot more accessible to everybody. And that was really the goal with digital QC. It isn't meant to be just a few plants use it. It's meant for everybody to use it. And that's the goal. So hopefully if you're listening to this, know that uh, sometime soon, we hope to see you using digital QC in one way or another. And just, I just want to be clear for our readers. It doesn't matter what software they're using either, right? This, this will read file types from all the manufacturers, correct? And that's one of the things that, you know, TPI really stepped up to the plate. Um, member companies there, they could see they, well, they're in software development, right? So they understand mm-hmm. all the challenges that are involved with that and having common inputs, you know, to where they are outputting the information that digital QC requires in a somewhat uh, concise format that's similar in a way that is easy for the digital QC, for our programmers, for our team to digest. Um, that was an important part of it. But yeah, whether it's MyTech, Alpine, Eagle, Simpson, they're all available. Uh, you know, one of those was just here recently because it didn't get in on the original beta. 
but our programmers have got that. And that's one of the cool things to, to see that expand to where it doesn't matter which one you're using, you know, we're going to be accessible to all of them. And, you know, there are a little bit of uh, some things to work through to get the correct file outputted. And that is something I wish we could do a little bit better on. We might work with TPI to figure that out at some point. But once you get that file and you input into digital QC, makes it really easy from there on out. So what you're saying is there, there's going to always be some room for improvement, some additional iterations of the software, but it works great the way it is right now. It'll, anybody can use it. Yeah, that is that is the case. It uh, Before it was fairly sluggish. It uh, taxed the tablet to where you might not be able to run any other programs on it at the time. It would, you know, crash occasionally. And you're going to have that with software, especially, you know, as new as digital QC is. But we're in the process. We we've actually hired uh, Stephen on our staff to you know take care of a lot of that to you know route that back to the developers to understand you know help train people on digital QC how to if there is an issue talk with him he gets to the bottom of it that's one of the things I love about him is he's very thorough and he understands you know hey we need to get all the information to where once we take the problem to the developers we can replicate it we can address it and then we can go to replace it. And the development team has been very responsive on, you know, they, they understand if it's mission critical, like, hey, we need to get a patch out immediately, which there aren't as many of those now as there was in the early weeks, just the way improvement works. But, uh, you know, and then there's versioning that is fairly frequent to where we're doing updates, just as we see those things and minor improvements uh, here and there. But most of all, we're just trying to make sure it's a really stable product to where component manufacturers can rely on it and that they can make it part of their QC process. So for those who are listening right now, they're like, okay, yeah, I absolutely, I want to do this right now. Can they just pull out a tablet, download the app and get rolling? I mean, what, what, what does it take? What's the steps and how much is this going to cost them? Yeah, it, uh, it would be nice if we could just, you know, pull anything out and, you know, go to the Google play store or the iTunes or whatever, however you download stuff on Apple and and make it happen. Um, you do have to reach out to us right now. What we're doing is we've got a wait list and that's going to be temporary in nature, but we are identifying plants that are wanting to come on board with digital QC. And during that time, you know, you express interest. You're like, Hey, I want to be involved with digital QC. You fill out a form. We get some information to where we can better direct you in certain ways, you know, questions that are just, how do you do your current QC? What are the, uh, different, the processes you're using, the softwares, that kind of stuff. And then we give you the minimum uh, specs for a tablet, make sure that you've got that available. You might have to go out and buy it. Uh, not everybody's got a, a computer store next door. They might have to order it and take a few days or weeks to get that. Once that is in place, then we give you access to the software. We set you up in the system and we uh, kind of start training you there. And that's essentially the process. Uh, we're going to get better at it as we onboard more people. We've been fairly close to the vest with people that we have relationships with that are going to give us really good and honest feedback. But as we get through that, it's going to be a lot more um, streamlined and hopefully we're able to get several people onboarded each day. But that's one of the things that as you scale, as you ramp up, we are going to learn and we're going to do that as best we can. And then the last part of your question there is probably the best part of it. Our executive committee, you know, as we were talking about uh, digital QC and understanding the investment that the association was making in it. And it is a significant investment, but they wanted it to be as accessible to all of our members as possible. And the way you do that is you make it free. So 
no charge. There's not a, oh, hey, by the way, it's a $50. No, there's none of that. It is, if you're paying dues, you're going to have access to it. And we want you to improve your QC. That's the idea is to have this as accessible to everybody in the industry as possible. If you believe in best practices, which as SBCA members, you do um, just by that's the first step right there is your membership. We're going to allow you to have digital QC and we're going to continue to support that investment year over year. And that is a great option for our manufacturers to be involved and to allow them to you know, improve their quality. That's the idea. And if not, you know, say you are the best one out there, at least you know, prove it week after week, all of your inspections, you know, that way you're confident in the product that you're putting out. Jess, I, one thing I wanted to emphasize there is, is not only is it free to members, but it's not like we give you access and we leave you alone, right? They're, they're going to have some support. They're going to have some training. We've been working that sort of that streamlined process out with beta testers uh, over the, the last few months. So they're not going to be off on an island. They're going to have help, right? Yeah. And that was, you know, some of the steps we took in the programming of it, of this version is try to make it as intuitive as possible. And that's the first step. If you can make something intuitive, it's a lot easier to use. But in those instances where something's not functioning the way you want, we've got people that you can call. Again, Stephen's going to be that first point of contact. We've got backup behind him on our staff. And, you know, we don't have a large staff, but we do have people that are very committed to digital QC. And it's probably not going to be immediate that second type stuff that you get it fixed, but we're going to address it and try to handle it as quickly as we can. If we can't handle it with our staff, we're in conversations with the programmers daily, you know, if not several times a day, I had a meeting with them early this morning to talk over some of the server side stuff that we're doing and, you know, looking at some reporting functions there. So that's the thing that's really cool about this is everybody is excited about it from our staff, our board, our executive committee, our quality control committee. I remember the days when QC committee was the first meeting of the day and hardly anybody came because let's face it, there just wasn't a lot of cool, sexy stuff going on. But nowadays it's one of the best attended and people are eager to learn about digital QC and hear about everything that's going on with it. And that's the way it should be because component manufacturers should care about, should care about their quality and want to make sure that the industry, the construction industry is receiving the best possible trusses that they can. Yeah. QC, it's, it's sexy now. It's, it's all technology driven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank, thank our chairs, Scott Ward and uh, Jeff Smith. They, they brought sexy back with, with QC. I've <laughs> done a lot, that's for sure. All right. So let's finish up this particular episode by just talking about the fact that, you know, as you pointed out, uh, in-plant QC, it's required, but it's also yields a great deal of meaningful data that can help you improve your uh, product and your processes. But that's just one side of the coin, right? The other is having a good third-party quality assurance inspector or inspection process. Can you just end our, our session by talking a little bit about how those two dovetail together and how the digital QC program will improve that overall process? Yeah, QA, um, you know, kind of on its face is meant to make sure the component manufacturers are doing everything their QC manual says they are. If you're working in the IBC, your best bet for doing so with those projects is to have a QA program. I know not everybody has a QA program, but they probably should just to make sure that they're doing QC the best way they can. There are a number of options out there and we're going to make the material available. It's probably something that you'll have to print out if you're not going to use SBCRI, which is connected to SBCA. 
If you're not going to use that as your QA, you're going to have to print some stuff out and do it very similar to what you do now for their inspections. I've fielded some questions that that might not be the case. We are going to be committed to that to where you can have one of those others if you so wish. However, with uh, SBCRI QA, those folks are tied in with the digital QC. They're going to be able to look ahead before the inspection ever comes where the QA visit, they're going to be able to do a lot of homework before. It's going to make it a little bit more efficient. They're going to be able to spend more time talking about your processes that way and how you can improve that and kind of that consultative effect with uh, the QA, which is going to be nice. Um, Also, Digital QC, because we're recording it, we're putting it all into a database. We're going to be able to do a lot of reporting that the QA inspectors are going to be able to give you feedback on. So that is one of the things that we're just scratching the surface with digital QC and doing that, but all the reporting, all the things that we're capturing through that process, the way we're able to work with our QA inspectors to help improve the quality. Again, that's one of those things. Once you measure it, you can start to look to improve it. Even if you're at five nines of best quality out there, there's still a little bit of room of improvement and that's where the QA process is going to be nice. So we're going to be able to do a very efficient, very streamlined QA service and process that ties in with digital QC users. And, you know, it should make for overall just better quality and more focus on it and, you know, free up a lot of time in the, in the process. And by freeing up time, it lowers the cost, right? Because right now that's, that's a huge part of it, right? Is the time investment that people have to put into doing the inspections and having the, the QA inspector come in and all that stuff, right? Well, like we said with QC earlier, you know, labor is, is hard to come by. And that was one of the, you know, what was going to be the prevailing thought process. If you've got a person, a full-time employee doing QC on your staff, and you can now do something in a quarter of the time that you did it before, are you going to do four times as many inspections, or are you going to use three quarters of that person's time to do something else? I'm guessing in this market, you're probably going to, you know, do what your quality control manual says you're going to do as far as minimum inspections, and then move that person to something else just based on job sharing and, you know, the needs of the plant. Mm -hmm. That might not be the case for everybody. They might want to have as many QC inspections per day, per week as they can. And that's going to be really up to them. That's the cool part about this is component manufacturers are going to choose how they use digital digital QC and how they leverage it the best way. And hopefully they're, again, building better trusses and they feel that that's an advantage to them with the product that they're putting out the door. So there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but that's going to be the cool part about that the individual component manufacturers and the locations can decide how they're going to use it. But the first step is just getting on the program. And, you know, we're here to that point to where we want to start onboarding as many as we can. Excellent. Well, Jess, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, I, this has been a big deal for us. I love talking about digital QC and QC in general. So anytime you want me back, just let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. Thank you.